Hello and welcome to this podcast, which is in honour of World Mental Health Day. I'm Rachel Forsberg and I'm a principal consultant and part of the mental health team here at Berndine. And I'm joined by my colleague, Alison, today. So, Alison, would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks, Rachel. Hi, everyone. I'm Alison Best. I'm a director here at Berndine and I work in both our inclusion and our mental health teams. And it's a real pleasure to be here today. The topic for this year's World Mental Health Day on 10th October is mental health in an unequal world and it seems an apt choice to me for 2021 in a world in which so many inequalities have been laid bare by COVID. What do you think of the topic Rachel? Yeah thank you and in my work I reflect on and discuss mental health almost I'd say on a daily basis But I think that awareness days throughout the year really give us a chance to shine a spotlight and reflect on certain topics. This year's topic was set by the World Federation of Mental Health because, as you said, the world is increasingly polarised with access to mental health services very much remaining unequal. And, And as you said, that's really been highlighted this year. So I think that was a long way of me saying that I think it's a really important topic and one I did a bit more research on before speaking with you today. And I'm, I, I'm sure that research showed quite a few examples of mental health inequality. Yeah, absolutely. I've been reading a really compelling report and I'll pop the link at the end of this podcast today. It's called Mental Health for All and it was produced by the Commission for Equality and Mental Health. Um, And they describe how today some groups of people have far poorer mental health than others, and that often reflects social disadvantage. But if we look at some statistics on that, um, so children from the poorest 20% of households are four times as likely to have serious mental health difficulties by the age of 11 as those from the wealthiest 20%. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a big statistic there. And women are 10 times as likely as men to have experienced extensive physical and sexual abuse during their lives. And of those, 36% have attempted suicide, 22% have self-harmed, and 21% have been homeless. Mm. Black people are three times more likely than white people in England to be sectioned under the Mental Health Act. And they are eight times more likely to be given a community treatment order that limits their freedoms when they leave hospital. And Mm. almost four LGBTQ people have witnessed discriminatory or negative remarks against LGBTQ plus people by healthcare staff. And 14% have avoided healthcare treatment because of those worries about discrimination. And really, I could go on. There's lots of statistics there, but I think you'll agree the statistics are very stark. Yeah, definitely. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Mm. And this link between inclusion and mental health is something I see in in my work as well. That lack of representation that some people have, Mm. whether it's exclusion, microaggressions, bias, whether it's social hierarchical disempowerment. Basically, when people are less seen, less heard, less respected, that you see the mental health and and well-being outcomes there. And then what you see following that is a sort of double hit because those who are marginalised or who live in working conditions which undermine well-being are often people who have less access to help when they need it. And that might be 
because the resources aren't there, the services mm. aren't available, but also it might be because sometimes they're worried about how they'll be seen, how they'll be perceived, how they'll be treated yeah. if they try to access those resources. So stigma, in other words. And what you get then is this toxic combination of exclusion and lack of resources and stigma. It's yes. a, such a difficult situation, Rachel, but mm. but World Mental Health Day, let's look at some possible solutions as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's about action, isn't it? So from a holistic perspective, it involves a, very much a collective of people and organisations, including the government, the NHS, but also schools, workplaces and communities all working on these inequalities. So if we take the NHS, in 2020, they adopted a new advancing mental health equality strategy so for mental health services. So they are trying to begin to address these issues and hopefully that will make a difference in people's lives. But also I think there needs to be investment in early years services to help families give children a good start in life, focus on paying the living wage and making benefit systems work better. Plus looking at in creating inclusive schools, colleges and workplaces where everyone feels safe and accepted. Right. So if we look specifically at a workplace perspective, I mean, that to me means a number of things. Firstly, and I think this is, a, this is quite a big one, being able to be you in your work environment. So if I have to hide who I am in my workplace, it really does place a burden on my mental health. Whereas if I feel supported, and able to bring my whole self to work, being welcomed for who I am, for my difference, my uniqueness, it's good for my mental well-being. I also think in workplaces, we can do a lot to raise awareness around the topic of mental health and work to reduce that stigma that very much still surrounds the topic, aiming to create cultures where, you know what, it's okay to talk about mental health, just as it is about physical health. So the stats today show that two, only two in five people would feel comfortable talking to their line manager about their mental health. So that's three in five people who, who don't. So we can do some work there. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can also give access to all staff to great wellbeing resources. So, uh, for instance, um, an EAP, so that people can get access quickly to talking therapies, mental health first aiders, and great well-being programs. And Alison, I'm really interested to know what you think we can do from a workplace perspective. Thanks, Rachel. And I think I, I'm sort of I think I might be going to make the same points, but sort of from an inclusion angle, because mm. there's a point I think we really need to to, to nail here, not miss it. When people in underrepresented or minority groups in our workplaces experience poorer mental health outcomes, mm. that's not something innate or inevitable determined by fate about people from a particular group. It, it's no. about experience. It's about how they're treated, what happens to them in those workplaces. So the lawyer in me leans into causation arguments here. Mm. It's uncomfortable. But we need to accept that what is happening in our workplaces, culture, behaviour, treatment, bias, lack of inclusion, is often mm. at least part of the problem. 
our workplaces aren't fair and equitable meritocracies, Rachel. We're talking about mental health in an unequal world for World Mental Health Day. And our workplaces, and our workplaces are each in and of themselves, their own unequal little worlds, Mm. hampered by our stereotypes, our very human biases, our flaws and systems and structures that work better for some people than they do for others. That Mm. I think that's, that's a really tough idea. I've spoken to many leaders about privilege and I know they can find it challenging. If you've made it in an organisation, it can be quite uncomfortable to think that there were obstacles in the way of others and that it was basically easier for you. But if we can overcome that defensiveness, park that defensiveness and look and accept that workplace inequalities are part of a problem directly causing, contributing to well-being issues, we can do something about it, maybe. So that's a hopeful thing if we can acknowledge it. We can be part Mm. of the solution. There's certainly work to be done around inclusion here, raising that awareness, running better workshops, ensuring something happens, something is different as a result of the workshops that you run. Have networks, set up inclusion allies, talk to people, have round tables and and hold leaders to account. And and I'm interested, Rachel, what what do you think leaders need to be doing, particularly around mental health? Mm, Yeah, yeah. So I think leaders play a really important role. So as a leader, you really can be a role model. You can show your vulnerability and bring your authentic self to work. As a leader, embrace and celebrate difference. Show empathy, be approachable and listen to the individual members of your team. I mean, really listen, listen to understand. You can talk about mental health, make it part of everyday conversations with your teams and work to reduce that stigma that surrounds the topic. So for instance, if I give myself as an example, I feel comfortable sharing who I am and how I am, so how I'm feeling with my manager, because he shares that information with me. Uh, And our CEO does the same. It makes such a big difference to me knowing I can be me at work and I'm accepted for who I am. Absolutely. It's so important, isn't it? Yeah, inclusion makes sense at both ends of this. It's a bit of a no brainer. Let me explain what I think I mean. So Mm. if our workplaces are inclusive, people feel psychologically safe, able Mm. to speak up when something goes wrong, if they feel excluded, marginalised, harassed, overlooked, and then hopefully something gets done to address that so we can eliminate one of the causes of the well-being issue, the mental Mm. health problem. And then if our workplaces are inclusive, when there is a problem with mental health, I'll be supported in that too. It's Mm. a workplace that accepts me with my anxiety, with my depression, whatever. And it doesn't mean I have to pretend to feel a way I don't feel to be someone I'm not and and to hide what I'm going through, because that's going to just exacerbate the problem. Yeah. I've just got one final thought, if it's okay, Rachel, to fit in about making this mainstream. (laughs) And I think you've mentioned it already. It's actually good for everyone if we talk more about this stuff, not just people mm. in, in marginalised groups, but all of us. 
mental illness can affect anyone. It's a lucky person who hasn't started a day at work feeling a bit meh at some time <laughs> or another. I, I regularly do. Sometimes yeah. kids have been a nightmare. Sometimes because I didn't sleep. Sometimes it'll be a blip. And sometimes it might be down to something a bit more serious. And if we mm. can normalise the kind of actions you were talking about, just talking to your boss about it, saying, I'm not on top form today and knowing that that's not making yourself an outsider or unusual mm. um it's not making you odd or weak in some way to say that stuff it's going to help hugely it will help people who feel excluded to talk about the impact of that too and, and to know we can hopefully open up those bigger important difficult conversations in our workplaces yeah absolutely thank you so much Alison and some really insightful points there um, and I reflect, as I often do, and to your point, it can be the small changes, the small actions that can make such a big difference to advancing mental health equality. So as we come to a close to this podcast today, I want to add that if you notice a change in yourself, if you're struggling with your mental well-being, please do reach out and ask for help. There's a lot of support available out there. So whether that be through your company's wellbeing resources, such as their employee assistance program, or whether that be reaching out to a friend, a family member, your GP, or calling the Samaritans, which is a fantastic organization. They're there to listen 24 seven. Their number is 116123. Always got their number in my phone in case I need it or anyone else does. Um, and we'll put a link to different resources at the end of this podcast. So thank you so much for everyone for listening in today and wishing you all a good rest of your day. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, everyone. Have a good thank day. Thank you very much.